yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Blue, and I'm here with another episode of Blue Dopia. And I got someone in the building today that is a former defensive end. Oh, you did your research. Yeah, she ain't always going to start with that either. But she likes flying so much that she decided to become a pilot, <laughs> right? She's a influencer with purpose. And recently, she started using AI to even blast her stuff up and kind of get the word out and everything she's doing. So I'm curious in all of that. I got none other than Tanika Renee in the building. What's up, Tanika? Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> How's everything? How you feeling? Um, I'm feeling good. I'm blessed. I'm alive. I'm breathing. I woke up this morning. I'm a little stuffy, but I'm good. <laughs> we, we, I'm not focusing on the football today. That's not what I'm focusing on. Don't worry. Don't worry. That was a past life. Yes. <laughs> I loved it, but it was a past life. You've lived many lives. You've done yes. a lot of different things. A lot of different things. Like a true Jamaican. That's it. So <laughs> yo, you you right on cue. So Jamaican, were you born out in Jamaica? Were you, no, I was born here. But you know, as Jamaicans, it's like... It. I'm Jamaican. No, I'm a Brooklyn-born Trinidadian. Both of my parents are Trini. So I feel you on that. Now, <laughs> you, what part of, like, where is here for you? So I live in Jersey now. Okay. I I um, grew up in Connecticut. Okay. Yes. What part of Connecticut? Hartford. Hartford? Okay. Yeah, Hartford, Connecticut. Went to college out there. Went to high school. All that. Yeah, all of it. What was your experiences experience like in Hartford? Um... Hartford, one thing I can say was that I was blessed to, to like, grow up in a, a diverse neighborhood. Mm. Um, you know, you have, on the north end, you got a lot of Latinos. So you have Dominicans, Puerto Ricans. Um, and then on, I mean, not the north end, the south end. Then the north end is all the West Indians. Oh, um, predominantly Jamaican. Okay. Um, and then um, my grandmother, she's in um, New Britain. Okay. So I was out in Hartford, and I would go visit my grandma every now and then. And that's a large Polish neighborhood. Okay. Um, Polish, Russian, Armenian. Um, Sound like Brooklyn out there. <laughs> a little bit. I loved it. I loved it. You know, I have friends from all over, and I okay. guess that's why I love traveling because I and I can feel I feel comfortable everywhere I go. What's funny yeah. is Brandon Frame from um, the Black Man Can. He was on the show. He was the first one who told me about the West Indian community in Hartford. I didn't know it existed. It's the third largest in the U.S. outside. So you have New York okay. and then you have Florida and then it's okay. Connecticut. Uh, yeah, Florida's like instantaneously yeah. number two. It's probably changing. I don't know what the statistics now because I know Atlanta got a big um, oh, West Indian community now. But yeah, nah, it was... I thought... Like, growing up, I thought that's just how the world was. Really? And it took me traveling. I was like, oh, Jamaicans aren't everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, so y'all, y'all got some good food spots up there in Hartford, mm-hmm. though. Right, I'm but everybody that. cook. Like, everybody, okay. you know, you, the family, you cook, you go home, dinner's always made. Yeah. But it's some good restaurants, yeah. So what was your family dynamic? Like, what was your household like? Uh so I actually I grew up in foster care, okay. but I was blessed to have my biological family still in my life. Oh wow! Um, so it was it's a lot like my my family. So my mom, that the the woman that raised me, Lori Watt, um, I love her to death. She her mentality was like, listen, you are all family. Like it was it was my sisters are my sisters. We don't fight. We don't wow. argue. This is family. You're loyal to family. You hold family down. Um, you know, it was never, 
it 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 like growing up, I think I didn't realize how her mindset, how important it was and how it would make me the woman that I am now. Um, because it was just like you're just good to everyone. Okay. Like, you know, it doesn't matter, like you're good to everyone, you yeah. treat everyone with love. If there's food for one, it's, it's food for many. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so just to understand that dynamic, did you were you in the foster home and you kind of kept a relationship with your biological parents throughout? And then were your foster home parents were they Jamaican too? Or? Yeah. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's the blessing of growing up in <laughs> Connecticut and Hartford. It was like it was I grew up in a Jamaican home. Okay. Um, the parties were good, you know, <laughs> definitely my uncle, my uncle was a DJ. Um, so, so he had all the bashments. Yeah. The late in. night parties. Okay. Um, my grandmother, my biological grandmother would come over, wow. you know, it was like, just, it, it was a vibe. Mm. We had fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And when did you kind of like, I guess, kick it with your biological parents? Like what? Um, so I'm my father. I don't have a great relationship. He's okay. out in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, my mother, she passed away in my early twenties. Um, but my mother and I had more of a friendship. It was like, you know, she had me when she was young, when she was Mm -hmm. 14. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, it was like, that was my home girl. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. And going into Hartford and the college, right. What was your first, if you, if you were kind of planning out what you were going to do in life, right. What was your initial goal of this is going to be my job. This is going to be my career. Because we all kind of grew up with that, especially in West Indian homes. There's certain things they expect you to do, right? So it was like everything was planned out. It was like, oh, you're going to be a doctor. My other sister is going to be the accountant. My other sister is going to be a teacher. Then, like, it was like someone, (laughs) everyone had to bring something to the family. Like, that was the mentality um, we were raised. And then for me, it was always changing. I really... It took me a while to kind of find my power. Um, my best friend, um, her name was Janessa Monique. She was a singer. She, um, um, she sang, she didn't make it in the band. She was a little older than me. I'm like, that um, name sounds so familiar. Yeah, she's a big writer. Like, okay. she, she wrote for Diddy. She wow. wrote for um, um, B2K. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, um, a lot of big artists. So that was my best friend wow. growing up. And I would sneak out of school and go with her to the city. Okay. And, um, like what she was doing was amazing. And I just thought she, well, she's still amazing. Um, but I, I don't think I was looking at myself. Like I wanted her to be the biggest singer in the world. And, that was my friend and I was willing to do whatever to help her, whether I was doing her hair. I used to braid her hair, mm. give her straight back cornrows, like, you know, clothing. We're going to figure it you out. For the ride. You know, yeah. Like, um, I was with it. I wanted her to win. So okay. I didn't really concentrate on what is my passion. It was wow. more like, I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just like, my friend is dope. Yo, that's like, a committed friend. <laughs> and then like, she ended up moving to New York and, um, I had to find myself. It was just like, okay. She left you. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, okay, now what do you want to do? Um, I like, I wanted to be a rapper for a little bit. Word? You got boss? No, not at all. you don't? Okay. Nah, I thought I did. I I got Dante in the village. She a real rapper too. She's like, yo, she will will battle you right now. (laughs) (laughs) But the beauty of living in Connecticut, Uh it was easy access to a lot of stars. Okay. Really? Yes. I freestyled for uh, Mob Deep. Mm. Um, 50 Cent, 
You just say um, you ain't got bars, but you out here freestyling <laughs> for everybody. I um, was. I used to go out to Philly. I like. I was working with um, Black Thought and Dice. Wait, what Raw. was your rap name? It was. It, I didn't have a rap name. It was just like Tanika. You didn't? It was just yeah. Okay. All right, that's different. <laughs> but you like Kanye West? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. And I wasn't good. Like I looked. <laughs> I was, it was like. It was like everyone wanted me to be good. So it's like, oh, we could get a writer. Okay. We could. Okay. But I wasn't good. Like really. I look back at old VHS tapes yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, your homegirl was like, she hanging over over here with Diddy and stuff. It's like, exactly. I'm a, I'm a and so it dude. was like, I was, I saw what she was doing and I was like, okay, I can do that too. Okay. Like, she's fire. She went to New York and okay. it was almost like she left me and I wanted to still do music so I can still be next to her. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, then I was also in school. I was in college, and then I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna be an engineer. Um, that wasn't what I wanted to do, okay. um, and it wasn't that. That's not what I wanted to do. You know what it was? It was more representation. Like I would mm. go to class, and it was all older white men. Yeah, not older, but it was just it was it was a lot of white men. Um, I was the only black female student in there, and it was just feeling a little uncomfortable. Yeah, and um. My, the head of, well, my professor, um, he, like, he wanted me to win. He, okay. But I didn't even see it for myself. So then I changed my major. I changed to marketing and communications. Okay. Um, and I did that. I got out of school. I was working for Sony for a while, Sony Electronics. Okay. Um, you was trying to sneak over to 550 Music? That's what it was? Because, I mean... <laughs> well, well I, I was working for, like, the electronics. So, I did... Yeah. When they did... Um, so, remember when Kindle dropped the Kindle yeah, reader? Yeah, the so, Sony dropped their reader. Okay. And I headed that project. I lied on my resume. Oh, okay. I lied on my resume, got the job, and I had to manage... 30 people for the New York, New Jersey <laughs> market. What was the lie? Where did you tell them you were before? <laughs> I was just lying about like experience. Like just, I, I was, I said, whatever. I was like, I'm going to get this job. It was making the most money I would ever make. Wow. Like, I was like, I'm going to get this job. Okay. I got the job. You got the job. And it wasn't was necessarily in, qualified. At all. Okay. And I was in over my head. Um, I had to, I was literally, I was working all the time. Mm. Um, I was making so much money, though. And you had these 30 people looking at you like, yo, what do I do next? And I was faking. I didn't even know what to wear. I remember <laughs> they they flew me out to San Diego for, um, like, the corp- to go and meet the corporate team. I've never been in a corporate setting. Wow. So I didn't know. I'm, like, trying to, like, at that time, it was, like, magazines. So I'm looking at magazines to see, like, <laughs> business professional. I'm like, what do I wear I went to Express and got, like, my whole fit from Express. I looked a hot mess. <laughs> but um, you was there getting, the, getting that bread. Uh-huh. So that ain't last long? No, not okay. at all. Okay. Not at all. What was your next move after that? Um. So then I end up going to Boston, and I auditioned for football. So I'm still in school at this time. Um, so, so we into the football now. Were you always athletic? Because I didn't hear anything about teams or anything growing yeah, up. Were you so on I teams? Yeah, I played basketball. Okay, yeah. Yep, High I school played. ball, college ball too? Mm, Not really. I played, so I went to CCSU, Central Connecticut State University, and I walked on to play basketball. I wasn't that good. Like, okay. I was a nice person, so people gave me chances and they believed in me. They're like, oh, she's nice. We want her to win. Were they D3, D2? Or were you all out there? 
No, I think we were D3. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Walk on. Yeah. What position you play? <laughs> I you know? ain't played. <laughs> I did not play. Like, what position did you practice in? <laughs> Not, I didn't was, even. I didn't listen. Uh, okay. They wanted me, but they're like, "Come on, you gotta." They could. They couldn't even figure out where to put me because oh, wow. I wasn't. I wasn't good. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, the bars weren't there. The balling wasn't there. You. Was, I was. You know what? Too. I was also lazy because that's not really what I wanted to do. Okay. I was. I was. Um. I did enough to get there. I was a nice person. I, I knew how to talk and position myself, but. Okay. That's not what I wanted to do. Now, football, when I started playing, I was like, I kind of like this. Like, you know, it was full tackle football. Um, I liked the sport because it was kind of like playing chess. Like, mm. it was like, you know, um, I love the fact that, you know, well, I didn't have a football background. So once I started to understand the rules and understand that every player had a purpose and you basically had to beat the person that you was going against um, and outshine them. And that's how you win the game. And yeah. I thought that was so cool. Nice. So, um, you know, I first started off playing corner. Okay. Um, I did that. Um, and I was kicking ass. And then I um, started really, really, like, going hard in the gym. So then I got better. Legs got stronger. Wow. Then um, I was playing on the line on both sides. So sometimes they would put me on defense, sometimes on offense. Um, and I like it. I like I like the fact that you can get in somebody's head. You might not necessarily be as strong as that person, but you could get in their head and throw them all off and then take over. Wow. Um, I like, like, I just loved everything about football. Wow. Yeah. How long did you play? Five years. Five years. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So yeah. that, do you ever miss it now? I do. Okay. I do. I, I miss being part of a team, a sisterhood, um, you know. Um, so I played in New England, and then we went to Philly. Philly, right. Yeah, yeah I played um, Philly and um, the Philadelphia Passion, and those were my sisters. They were, you know, we would go to bars and fresh out of practice, go to a bar, and then, like, it pop off at the bar. <laughs> like, and it, But it was so fun. It was yeah. like, you know, you're there with 20 girls and someone look at you wrong. And it's like, <laughs> you know, and it was and just. all play football. No one exactly. knows. Exactly. And then going out, like, going out with your squad, going to the club. And, um, yeah, we have fun. Yeah. Now I feel you. I, some of my boys were NFL players. I got to kind of live that football player life, even though I didn't play. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely get you on that. Mm -hmm. It's just I I was definitely tapping into my inner child energy, like being a kid at all times. Yeah. Like, yeah. So let's translate to social media because I think a lot of people know you from socials, whether it's IG, et cetera. Um, when did you realize that, hey, this is a whole thing that I need to be part of and kind of take advantage of? So I um you know, I I went on a solo trip. I went through a breakup, went on a solo trip, um, and I started documenting it. Um, so as I'm documenting it, like, a lot of women, you know, they resonated with a lot of things that I was saying. I was I was definitely one of those people at that time crying on social media. Oh, like, you were? You was crying oh my to God. the camera? Yeah. So, yes, I was definitely one of those people to cry into the camera. Um, it was an emotional experience for me. Mm -hmm. It was, um, I was in a very dark place and wow. was not happy. Um, 
And I I didn't know what to do. I didn't know, like, and I didn't care. Like, I really didn't care. I was like, I'm just going to go someplace where no one knows me and whatever. Like, who cares? Who cares what happens? Wow. Um, so I went to Southeast Asia. And <laughs> <laughs> mind you, mind you, I'm like, I left Thanksgiving night, you know, left my, I went to go see my family and I was flying at midnight from JFK. So I went going? to Connecticut. They didn't believe me. They didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have believe you either. They're like, what? This girl. Like, I'm they eat were this just jerk like. Turkey, this jerk chicken. I'm going to hop on a plane. On. <laughs> and it was just like, what? Like. Southeast Asia. Okay. Yeah. So How I long went, you went for? I was there for about a month. A month. So I did Hong Kong. I did um, Thailand, um, Cambodia, Malaysia, Indonesia. Um, how, how how much did that trip cost you? Because I just want to know. So like, I was take a living, whole month. I was living in a city. I was on um, Ninth and Avenue A, okay. um, in Alphabet City, and I put my apartment on Airbnb. Mm. Took that money, and I was like prime time. I was there. Wow. It was November, December. Wow, yeah. So I was literally making money wow. off of my um, my spot. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because you know at that time Airbnb wasn't. Like, it wasn't a—like, you could charge whatever you want back then. And because um, I think I was charging, like, four to $500 a night okay. um, for my spot. And I had a studio. Like, Downtown Manhattan. Yep. That's it. And um, so I had a—it was a, a so I remember a guy, he had his parents stay at my place. Cause he didn't want him them in their house, so oh, okay. his parents were visiting for the holidays. So they rented it out, paid everything. You nice. know, um, Airbnb. The money is there. Nice. Uh, so yeah, and, and then Asia, cheap. yeah, Asia's so cheap. It was really just that flight. It was getting that flight, okay. and I and I got the the longest layover. <laughs> my flight. I was twelve hours in Hong Kong. My layover. Oh, okay. Um, and then. So my first flight was from was to Thailand, and I had a, a layover in Hong Kong, and then I jumped around, and those flights were like thirty dollars. They were okay. like thirty, forty, maybe at most seventy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I was doing, I was living like a local when I got to the places. I was taking buses. I was, um, I was eating. Uh, like just like not eating like restaurants. I was just eating whatever. I'm I'm happy that I didn't get sick. Yeah. How how was the food? Because that's everyone's like thought. They get super scared about certain countries, right? You just went out there. You're like, I'm gonna eat whatever they got. I didn't like. I was at that point about it, I didn't care. Like, <laughs> like um. But now I won't do it. I don't okay. eat street food. Okay. I, I got sick in the Philippines, and it wasn't because of the food. Um, they it rained, and I think the sewage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh. I got really sick in Philippines. Got it. In the Philippines. Got it. Nope. Um, so, so what were, when you were recording your first set of content, how were you doing it? Were you just with an iPhone, just doing selfie videos and stuff? Um, yeah, selfie bit video. What, what year was this, too? By the way, twenty fourteen, I think. Okay. It was. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It ain't um, that long ago? Within the last ten years, I mean, a lot happens fast. But yeah, yeah. But so, and technology wise, I mean, at the end of the day, the phone did it. Yeah. Um, phone, um, I would do tours and have the tour guide take my pictures. Um, yeah, it was all photos. It wasn't really that many, much videos. Yeah. Because Instagram didn't have video at that time. Yeah. It was Facebook. 
was where I would go and like I would um um go on and I also did um it was something with with I would go live off of Twitter or something. Okay. I don't remember what it was called. I would I oh. remember I would Periscope? Yeah, Periscope. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There. Yeah, they yeah. they were short lived. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. so that you come back home and now you got all this content. So, so people were reaching out to me. So brands were reaching out to me. Hotels were reaching out to me. Um, and at that time I was actually working for a magazine. Okay. Um, and so I had been doing adverts with magazines. Um, cause as a writer, you don't really get paid that much and I like expensive things. So I'm mm. always going to hustle and figure it out. Um, so I would do adverts and take my cut off of like if I did if I did a write up for a clothing line I'd be like all right I'll negotiate the brand we'll feature you and this is my cut I'm gonna have to take so when I figured out how to make media kits and decks and all of that and brands were hitting me so now I'm countering it's like oh you want to give me a hundred dollars nah you got to give me three thousand and this is what I'm offering you um, at that point, what were they asking you to post? Um, they would just want me, they would say, oh, can you come stay at my um, hotel? Got it. Can you do this? Or can you wear my item? Can you take a picture in it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. No. And at that time, there was no rules. There was, yeah. it was like, you could charge whatever you want, do whatever you want. I'm Anna. A transgender woman. And I'm Cam, your dad. And this is The Transgender. Join Anna as she chronicles her transition and Cam as he learns how to be a supportive parent. This podcast is about embracing differences and finding common ground. It's a roller coaster of emotions, laughter, and genuine connection. Tune in to new episodes of The Transgender bi weekly. Subscribe and listen to The Transgender on your favorite podcast platform. Love you all, except the bigots. Fast forward, is do you feel like there's a ton of change now? Like, how has it kind of impacted you over the years? The changes, whether it's algorithms or how the brands react, there's a. I feel like there's a lot more people in the space that are trying to figure it out. So, how has that impacted you? Um, it doesn't. Um, I'm always evolving. I'm always. I like to stay ahead of it. Um, when I first started, well, I well when I first started, once I got in a mindset like, oh, I can make good money from this. Then I I really like was figuring out what is the algorithm? How can I make the algorithm work for me? So I figured out how to make stuff go viral. Okay. Um, and I was willing to do whatever. If I got to pay for someone to post that content, if I got to, mm. you know, um, um, work with other influencers, um, I, I strategically created a, a, a marketing um, strategy and made stuff go viral. Wow. Um, so now. Um, so now my mindset changed because I don't, I didn't like following the algorithm because I'll find myself playing by their rules. So now I believe in quality and creating community because if you have community, your community will support you no matter what. Yes. So, yeah. So what would you say is your underlying theme or, or message right now in what you post? Um, I want to inspire um, others to go out and see the world um, and um, especially black women. Um, I want to inspire them to see the world. Um, 
And also, well, I'm not necessarily posting this, but I do do I do talk to a lot of brands and um make sure that I'm representing for us, okay. um, showing the value in us because a lot of these brands, the the marketing team are white women. Um, and they plug people that look like them mm-hmm. and people that they're following. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand the culture. So sometimes, like, I had worked with Google, and um, I was telling Google, you know, you need to do Essence Fest. And they didn't know how to show up. They didn't. Mm. They're like, oh, has it been done too much? Is it it oversaturated? Like, how should we show up? Because a lot, it's no one. And then it can be someone who looks like us in those rooms, but they don't know how to touch the culture. So, like, really just showing that and showing ways that make sense and that they can also get a return on their dollar. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in those situations, what was, I guess, one of your biggest successes in making a brand kind of flip to the culture? Was it a Google or did they not kind of get the vision at the time and you had to work with someone else at the time? Um, No, it was actually, um, well, with Google... um, and I want to shout out Sahita. Um, that was my contact at Google. Um, she's dope. She's a black woman. Um, yeah, they they are now they're they're really pushing. They have a um, their their camera, the Pixel Six. Well, Pixel Seven they're on now. Yeah. Pixel Seven. You know, it's the only camera that shows real tones oh, on the okay. skin. Got it. Um, but even knowing that, like working with people who can actually get that narrative out who can tell that story because not all influencers can tell that story you might True. you can't look to a fashion influencer who can sell clothes to sell technology because that's yeah. not what i that's not who i trust yeah so yeah yeah so has that kind of even influenced you and in what brands you use like have you been kind of you test something out they send you and now you really for it and you just mm-hmm. you rocking with them yeah it's it's um, that I would say technology, beauty products. Um, okay. you know, I've I've there's been stuff sent to me, and I'm like, okay, I really really fuck with this. Like, yeah. it's it, it works. Got you it, know, got um, it. or even like storylines, like understanding why the owner created the brand, and I like stories. I like that passion. Yeah. Um, you know, um, knowing why, what was the passion behind it? What was the story? Nice. Um, is it more than making money? Yeah. And th- nowadays your posts are very intense. You got drones and stuff going on. That's that's, <laughs> that's what I'm seeing. So I'm having fun with it. I am. I am. I think before it was really about um, engagement. I was at a point in my life where I was really focused on I need to get engagement. I want to make sure that. Um, I have an audience that's engaged, and now I'm more just concentrating on doing me. I think of my content like campaigns. Right now, I'm not on. I'm not creating any campaigns. I'm just if I go someplace because I was in um, Antigua and yes. I went there was for a work meeting. Yes. Um, a client who I'm on her marketing team. She had a meeting and she had her work meeting in Antigua, and I brought my drone. And if I felt Impelled to compelled to create, I create, but mm. I don't want that pressure, you okay. know. So you you gotta you living a soft life, You're yeah, chilling. soft life, <laughs> soft life. But then let's say when I'm ready, when I'm ready to turn it up, that's when I I'm gonna make sure the content is, you know, it's art. I'm gonna make sure I put the the strategy in there. The content's gonna do numbers. How important is it for you to stay up with the technology? 
Um, it's well, it's not that it's it's I'm chasing it. It's okay. more of I always want to get better. So yeah. um, I only it's not only about technology. It's also taking classes. Like I enjoy like take. I'm always trying to learn new things, learn new ways to create. Wow. Um, because. If you're like if if you're an influencer, if you're a creator, you're everything. You're your videographer, yes. you're your photographer, you're editing. You know, you're editing, you're doing everything. Wow. So I want to make it easier for me because I want to be present when I go to certain places. So what technology can make me enjoy my trip more? And I know I know you you're a teacher in your own right, but mm -hmm. you know, before I go into that, like where you kind of where do you typically go to take these classes? Do you end up on different college campuses? Are you going to other influences? Where do you kind of typically find your areas of um I'm on a lot of newsletters. I, I sign up for all of those emails um on different companies to know when they are dropping new technology. Okay. Um you know, whether that's like Adobe or Canva mm -hmm. or whoever it is, um, what are they going to drop? I want to know. Um, um, and I go on their website. I take their courses. I take LinkedIn courses. Right. I take different courses. So it's like always evolving. And, you know, um, I'm in my late 30s, so mm -hmm. I keep a lot of Gen Z around me. Okay. So always keep me up on what's going nice like what's happening they they keep me young they keep me trendy they keep me you know i'm not doing tiktok what but... about you doing be, be real yet i heard about this be real oh no i don't think be real is gonna be around nah it's no. kind of yeah i saw it used for the first time in the right way like i i was at an event and the two people they took a picture of someone in front and they had their two it was like a engagement party so I was that's like, all right, fire. this is the first time. But when people take a picture of themselves eating cereal, that's wild to me. So, yeah. yeah. It's like, mm. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Not focusing on that right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so let's talk about your courses because you've learned mm -hmm. all these different things and you've decided, hey, I'm going to teach now. Let's talk about that. So I just, you know, for me, it's like I had to figure it out. Like I had to like, it was a lot of trial and error. Um and then I'm also asked a lot, like, how did you do this or how did you do that? Um, so I always feel like you're supposed to pass the information, what you learned. Um, for us, too, for the culture, it's like I feel like we are we're naturally creators. Um, okay. And um, and I look at a lot of like the 19 year olds, 18 year olds who are killing TikTok, killing socials, um, but they don't know how to be better or how to make money or they're taking money or taking what's given to them, not knowing that they can negotiate, they get taken advantage of because they're home and it's like, Oh, here's a thousand dollars when they could have got $20,000. Mm. So, you know, for me, it's, it's, um, I'm very big on spreading a lot of knowledge. A lot of people take advantage of people purposely. Like they want to take advantage. Yeah. Would you ever manage influencers or do you like kinda? um no okay. so i don't I don't manage influencers. What I do is uh I work with talent creatives, entrepreneurs, and I do strategy marketing strategy, and also I do logistics and I also do um almost like a i don't I don't really have a title for it, but it's like a 
a coach slash executive system. Okay. So ex- executive assistant. So it's like, you know, did you go and do this? Like, make sure you do this. Are you posting? Are you, you know, just keeping them aligned and also speaking life. Like I, I just realized how some people are amazing, but they don't have people speaking life into them. True. And like, you can be talented, but if you don't see that in yourself, you don't want to, you're, you're not going to tap into it. So. Yeah. yeah. Now that's, that's dope in itself. Um, <laughs> I want to talk AI because I'm, I get confused. And I think everyone gets confused. You hear about it and then you're using it and you're manipulating it to help you with social media now. So I wanted to from from your seat, how how is it going to impact this this entire world of social media? Um a lot of people are going to lose a lot of jobs. And um <clears throat> I I believe in like I like to be ahead of the trends. I don't I don't want to follow the crowd. Like, I want to figure out what's going on, and and then I want to step in and create those trends. Okay. Um, I've been using AI for about two years now. Wow. Um, I knew about AI. Actually, one of my mentees put me onto AI. Wow. She, she was, she's into, like, Web3 world, so she knew about AI. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> AI has been around a lot longer than we think. AI it's just hitting been a, the news now. Yeah, it's just hitting the news, <laughs> it, and which is kind of scary because that makes you question, like, what images are real? Like, yeah. what images out there? Because we know that they can take an image of a child and post it and say, oh, this child's in a hospital, but that child wasn't actually in that hospital wow. manipulated. Yeah. Like, it makes me question, like, what have we been seeing that's AI that we don't know is AI? Mm. But that's that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but, but still, yeah. Um, so AI... Um, is much more than just pictures, like, you know, creating art and um, AI. I use AI for copy. So I sometimes I'm not the best with my words. I'm a, uh, I'm in my head a lot. So uh-huh. um, to articulate what I'm trying to say is not easy at all times. Okay. But I can tell, I can um, tell the computer I need to write a pitch um, for... I'll just throw a, a company for Budweiser. Um, and then I'll say who I am. This okay. pitch is for myself, Tanika Renee, wow. and then go into whatever details yeah. I can give. Yeah. And basically the computer will create that pitch for me. Wow. Then I use that. And then based off of that, I can go in and cut and paste and use what I need to use. Wow. Wow. Uh, and it helps save a lot of time. It also helps me from stop procrastinating because if if I'm insecure about articulating my thought, it holds me back sometimes because that insecurity is like, I can't send that email today True. because I need to get my thoughts together. And I'll, I'll send it like a week later when you want to send it as soon as you yeah, get it. So hot, now, yeah. yeah, so now it's like, it, it helps me. It helps clear that brain fog. It helps me get it done. Yeah. Um, AI, another thing that I use with AI. So a lot of my pictures that I took were shot on like the early stage iPhones and they're pixelated, low quality. There's an AI program that can actually go in and take that picture and make it high quality. It fills wow. in all the spaces wow. of the missing um, pixels. The pixels. 
Wow. So you got that. So now you could, your throwback Thursdays are exactly. popping now. Exactly. <laughs> um, AI is also good for, um, what else do I use it for? So like pitches, emails, any copy, um, websites, like the About Me, I'll help you write a bio. Okay. Um, like that's, it's like as an artist, that would save a lot of money because you go out and you're paying someone to write your bio, but yeah. you know yourself. Yeah. You just don't know how to write about yourself. So you can tell the computer, like you might say, hey, you know, I'm a five times Grammy winner, da 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 da, da. You write in everything and it wow. will come out and it'll tell you exactly who you are. See, there's, there's some gems we like over here. We like hearing about yeah, these things. Yeah, it's like um, AI, um, definitely for small businesses, um, it's amazing. Canva uses it. I I love Canva. Canva uses AI? Yes, it okay. uses it for um for photos, like okay. generating, let's say if you're if you are creating an ad and you need a photo of a tree, you want the product to sit in front of the tree or something, it it'll create that for you. <laughs> um what else? And then it also has for copy. Okay. It'll generate copy for you. Wow. Um, for marketing, AI can look at your your mark. Like if you're on Shopify, it can run your sales, run you know your abandoned carts, and tell you wow. what's working, what's not. Wow! So it's doing SEO and all of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of things out there with it. I mean, I'm even thinking about it as a podcast. So what can I do? How can I use this? I mean, you start off with copy because even whenever we put out an episode, there's always going to be that under the Instagram post, whatever it is. So even AI will if you need to put captions, it can it. it can um it can listen to um the podcast and then yeah <laughs> give you the captions. Scary and cool. Mm-hmm. Scary and cool. Now, do you limit yourself with the types of I guess people that are trying to put content out? Like, do you limit yourself with who you may work with and who you don't, or do you specialize in any particular areas or groups? It has to align. Um, it has to align like a, a jewelry company just reached out to me and they're like, Hey, you know, we need help creating content. We need help with sales. Cause I also do funneling. Like I teach businesses how to do funneling. Um, but it didn't align. What's the um, funneling? What's that? Funneling is basically how you can drive customers from different places and bring them to your site. So, okay. so I'm, I'm, I'm like really good at Facebook and Instagram funneling okay. and then funneling to newsletters so getting someone to go to your newsletter um because customers it takes about two months to convert a customer unless they if they see the website they love it they buy something but if uh, the customers on your instagram it might take them two months on average to actually purchase okay um so the way that you reel them in is you want to get them to sign up to your instagram you want to get them to sign up to your newsletter because now you have you can sell to them over two months. You can send out um, you know, that newsletter, find a way to pique their interest, storytell. Um, you wanna make sure that they're converting to followers because you can have something that's fire and they go on your page, they don't follow you. Yeah. 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 So like working on that and converting everyone. Okay. Now regarding you're you're definitely helping a lot of people out there. Who are some of the people that you kind of look towards now and people that even mentor you now or sponsor you? Um, I would say, um, this is going to sound real, like, it, real cocky, but it's not. Like, 
so what I'm going to say is I don't really look to anyone because I feel like everything that comes to me is divine. It's like, it's, it's more of whether that's content creation or even like certain things that I'm doing, like is, it's a conversation between me and God. It's not like, I can't, unless I'm copying someone else, I can't look to someone else unless I'm copying, but I literally, I'm, I'm in, if I'm not traveling um, or at a meeting, I'm in solitude a lot. And I'm having conversations with God and I'm asking for guidance. I'm asking for discernment. I'm asking for signs. Um, and I'm really tapping in. Okay. And then I'll be like, like, I have a problem. And I'll be like, okay, we got to get 10,000 sales this month. How am I going to do that? I'll pray on it. I'll meditate on it. I'll sit with it. And then the answer comes to me. Okay. It's like, boom, okay, you do this, this, this. Yeah. Or signs or shows, or I get an email and it's like, oh, this, you know. And so for me, it's more about listening, okay. more more listening and not being distracted so I can listen. Okay. I mean, do you follow a certain religion, denomination? Um, I'm spiritual. I believe okay. in God. Okay. Um, I am one of those people that be like, oh, religion is to control. I go to church every now and then. Um, you know, I have taken my shahada before, okay. so I've tapped into Islam. I respect everyone's religion. Okay. Uh, um, but yes, I I am not into religion. I'm more into like spirituality. I am into being a good person, doing the right thing and and not putting anything above God. Got it, got it. I I know I've heard you're big on meditation. So mm-hmm. is that part of your self-care process? Like just meditating, is that your big, going? that's your go-to? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to pass over some of the other things. I'm going to ask you, what is your skincare regimen? Because oh. people are going to look <laughs> online, they're going to see you, and I'll tell you in person it's the same, right? So it's not the filters, et cetera. So I want to talk about that and even like, your dietary, everything else that you got going on, because that's going to be a, a question for people too. Okay. Well, skincare, um, skincare, it's, well, my skin is better when I'm on an island. Like, <laughs> skin, um, you know, I don't have to do much when I'm on an island. But when I'm here in New York, it dry, especially right now, like my skin is a little dry. Okay. Um, it doesn't look like it, but it is. Um I use coconut oil um, as a cleanser. Like, that's the first step of my cleansing process. Um, Because coconut oil is antifungal, it's antibacterial, antiseptic. Okay. So, I use warm water, and I basically put the coconut oil, put it on my face, and I splash my face with warm water, and I take a washcloth and wipe it off. Um, And I don't... I, I wash my washcloths after every use. So I'm always okay. using a fresh washcloth because washcloths have a lot of bacteria. Um, and then I wash my face. Um, I drink a lot of water. I drink a gallon of water. Okay. I see moss clean. I have, <laughs> and here I have chlorophyll, sea moss, and um, vitamin C. Uh, you, um, are you vegan too? Nah, I'm not nah, vegan. I know. Um, I, I heard your father was vegan, right? Yeah, yeah. daddy was a Rasta. Well, he is a Rasta. <laughs> I but, but I, um, you know, I, I, everything in moderation. So recently, like, I just, I used to love sushi. And now I'm like, can't do sushi. What's like, wrong it's with just, sushi? That's a lot of parasites. Oh, ooh. 
a lot of, especially the quality of food in general is True. is horrible right now. Okay. Um, and I got sick from going to Noble. I went to Noble and I got sick. Um, I'm not. I'm like I'm good on sushi. Wow. Um, yeah, a lot of food got parasites. A lot mm. of the food is not being cleansed right. A mm. lot of the food. Yeah. So you watching all that? Mm-hmm. What about so moderation? Like I'll eat. I don't eat pork. Okay. But I will like you know I do eat chicken. I love me good lamb chop. Okay. Um, um, when I'm home, I eat very clean. Um, and then when I'm like if I'm out, I'm gonna enjoy myself. I'm gonna eat good. Former athlete, what's your workout regimen like now? So right now, I'm working three times a week. I'm working out three times a week. Um, that's another reason why I moved to the city because I got a gym in my building. I am uh-huh. lazy. I'm lazy. I love my sleep. <laughs> so it has to be in the building or you're not doing it. Yeah. Or close, like in the vicinity. Um, I love my sleep. Like I would rather, it's easy for me to get up and like roll out of bed and go to the gym downstairs than get up and like, you know, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> when it comes to traveling, because I know that's a big part of what you do, right? I, how many countries you been to now? Because I know the 111. number. One hundred and eleven. Oh damn! Like, yeah. yeah, that's that number keep going up. Mm-hmm. One hundred and eleven. When's, when's the next trip? Where you going? Um, I have no idea. I've been like family is very important to me. Okay. Um, so I've been like really spending time with my family, connecting with my friends. Okay. Um, I just I don't know. Like right now, I feel like um, it's needed. Like for me to be present with my family. Um. Yeah. Okay, not as dope. Yeah. So, so I haven't been traveling like that. I just been kind of like I, before it was literally like maybe two trips a month, okay. you know, back to back. Wow. Now I mean, Jessica Nabongo has been on the show before. First black woman to hit up every country. Mm-hmm. I'm not I I kind of asked her this. I'm asking you the same. I don't want you to tell me your favorite country, but where is somewhere or even two places it's just just like everyone has to go to. Mm. I think Brazil, mm. and I would say anywhere on the continent of Africa. For carnival, for Brazil, or just I haven't been um, during carnival. But... I see you at other carnivals though. So mm-hmm. I love me at carnival, <laughs> but um, Brazil, it was amazing because you know it has the um, the largest um, black diaspora outside of Africa, yeah, right? Out of, uh, yeah. Two. So it was like it was amazing to see um art graffiti black graffiti like that was my first time I'm wow. into anime they have black anime Okay um uh, you know um the food is good um people are nice I like how free they are with their sexuality and it's just love and like loving everyone for who they are um yeah I love Brazil How did you become a pilot so that's um, a big story. I need to hear the whole. <laughs> so during COVID, I um I was like mentally I wasn't like in the beginning it wasn't good. It was like it was like I can't get up and get on a plane. Like what you mean? Yeah. Like it was it was very hard for me because I realized that traveling was a form of escapism. So my therapist was like, "Oh, you know what do um." like basically you should take a class and what would that look like so I was joking around and I was like I'll be a pilot and but I was joking and she was like nah go do it (laughs) great idea and um and for me 
I like I just never thought I could be a pilot. Just okay. I just it was just never something that I could, thought I can do. Wow. Um, and so I went, I looked um, for different schools, and they had one in Long Island. Um, and, Is that MacArthur out there? Huh? Is that MacArthur Airport out there? Um, something like that. I can't remember the name. Um, I know there's a small Islip. airport. Oh, Islip, okay. Yeah, Islip. And, um, yeah, I went. They was like, yeah, come on, you, we'll take you. Um and I did it. Just so I have my life. private pilot license. Okay. I can operate a single engine aircraft. Okay. Yeah. How often do you do that? Um, so now I'm just more maintaining my license. Okay. So I have to get a certain hours to maintain. It's expensive. Really? Yeah, it's very the expensive. Refueling and everything, right? The fueling, the renting planes, okay. everything. Like it cost me more to fly. T- around than going to Miami <laughs> like it's very expensive and I mean it, it sounds too scary for me I don't think I could ever fly no, it's so but, easy I okay. think like I was also afraid of heights and I did it to overcome my fear like it was like oh I'm gonna I'm up here now but um nah, nah it's the so... hardest part is landing taking off is literally psh, you there like once you get get a certain speed and you pull you back, you, you're up. Got it's it. not even... I took off on my first class. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, it's so easy. Flying is easy. You're more training to do if there's an emergency. Okay. That's it. Like, And if there is an emergency, like it's not like you're just going to fall out the, the air. Like You're going to glide and you can land. You still do solo trips when you go out the country? Or yeah, I need do? solo trips. Really? To find myself, okay. to tap in. So how often, like, what's the ratio for you, solo trip versus group trip? Um, it's more about I want to go and either you guys can pull up or I'm still going to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more of that. Because some people here, they, they, they always say the joke, people are playing with you. And then the closer you get, the deposit do and people Their start backing out. Their intentions are good, but it don't work out. <laughs> what's the most fun group trip you've been on? Um... Don't feel like you're excluding people. There's there's one of them that's going to be more fun than the others. I've gone on some fun group <laughs> trips. Um, I did a, a a nice trip to Milan, and it was during Fashion Week. So it was mm. like, it was fun because it was like, we was just acting up, like, <laughs> It was fashion week. Everyone was just like putting on looks and like drinking and eating good and pulling up to parties. Like it was just a vibe. And then it's always like a good like island trip. Um, I did a couples trip in um to Jamaica before. That okay. was fun. Okay. Yeah. So now, I mean, speaking of that, you said you're spending more time on the friends and family. Are you coupled up now? Like, what's that part? Uh, I'm single. I I just um yeah. I'm newly single. Okay. So if there's anyone out there, feel free. Uh-oh. You know, slide in my DMs. Okay. Um, Y'all heard it here. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you chilling. You yeah, chilling basically. What What do you think is gonna be the next big wave right now? I mean, we just spoke about be real is not gonna be it. Like, what do people need to stay in tune with right now to try to stay ahead of things? Well, I'm curious to see if TikTok is gonna what's gonna go on with TikTok. Okay. Um, because they're doing that right now. They just had the the conference with Congress okay. about TikTok. Um, oh, just like if they're gonna like try to ban it. 
So that's that's still the thing that's going on. They might really wow. Man, um, wow. And that's interesting. There's a lot of influencers who make their money strictly from TikTok. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm curious to see with that. Um, I think AI is going to quickly be evolving. Um, I'm curious to see that. Um, I think a lot of people are going to get off the Internet. Mm. Um, a lot of Gen Z do not have social media. Wow, really? You know, yeah. A lot of Gen Z, they're either consumed by social media or they don't have it at all. Wow. They actually hate it. Really? Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about that because I'm trying to I'm trying to understand mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, where, I guess, this whole idea of marketing to them via social media is just not going to be it. They got to go more old school, conventional. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, to them, like, social media, it's like, I don't, so... I have, like, some of the girls that I work with um, that I keep around me, um, and they don't care to post. They don't care to look what's going on. Uh Um, You know, they'll pop in and out every now and then, but it's not—they're not consumed with it. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's negative aspects to it, right? Because people view themselves differently. But I don't even think that they understand why. It's not like a—you know, like, like I feel like millennials who are off social media have— reasons it's like i don't like it oh it's fake it's they just don't resonate with it it doesn't resonate with them yeah wow okay that's the first time i'm hearing that Mm -hmm. and it's just interesting what the next generation will think after that too so yeah yeah (laughs) what's next specifically for you right now you you said you kind of do your things as campaigns are you building a campaign right now right now and that's that's Uh, about to happen well, I have a couple things on the table that I'm negotiating. I'm debating if I want to start an agency. Like I, mm. so I do, you know, I do do work. I do strategizing. I um come in, I consult, um, and everyone wants me to start an agency. Do I want to start an agency? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's what I want to do. I want the soft life. I don't. <laughs> I don't like working. I don't I ever you. want it to feel like work. Um, what if you're the boss though? You just got people doing it. But you still got to do work. Yeah, yeah. you got to have your you hand know, on it. Yeah. And like, yeah, you got to delegate. You got yeah. to be a leader. Like, That's not the Sony, like, Kindle release days. Exactly. Like, it's going to really be. <laughs> like, I can't just, you know, show up on a Zoom meetings with conditioner in my hair in a plastic bag. Like, I got to look a little presentable. I got to, <laughs> no you know, have rules. Expression. Exactly. <laughs> I have to have rules and regulations. And I don't know. I don't know if I want that. Um. You know, I'm I am waiting to see what God has for me, you know, um figuring out. I think I'm in a transition um right now. Um okay. I'm enjoying home. Um I'm enjoying my um place. I am enjoying um just catching up and inviting people over cooking. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. What you what you like to cook? Oh, I like to cook everything. I'm actually got a cooking class on Monday. Um, yeah, I have a cooking class on Monday, but I cook everything. Like, of course, like Jamaican dishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I like trying new things. I try to take cooking classes when I'm traveling. I mean, books have become very popular for people to do nowadays. Do you ever see yourself coming out with a cookbook or a, a how-to guide for people? Um. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'm pitching that. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. So yeah, we we all look forward to hearing that 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 pitch happen mm-hmm. and it's out there. Um 
with that said, where can people find you? Well, on Instagram is Tanika Renee, T A N Y K A R E N E E. Well, Renee. <laughs> it's the website, is my name. Um, yeah. And can we see you on YouTube? What you doing over there? I ain't really doing much on YouTube. I'm. <laughs> YouTube, my platform was always Instagram. Okay. Um, I'm slowly transitioning to YouTube and creating more long form. But I am definitely a quality over quantity creator. So um, I want to create YouTube content, but I want to sell it. Mm. Like meaning like I want a brand to sponsor that YouTube, like okay. a, whether it's a series or whatever it is. And so I know that's like it's, it's almost like real estate. I know the value in it and it's not something that I can necessarily commit to do all the time. So okay. I would rather it be a campaign. Nice. Yeah. Do you have an exit strategy? Um, My exit strategy is. um, Basically. Mm -hmm. Do I have an exit strategy? I do, but I'm struggling because I know that I have to make some changes. I want to own my own, um, some planes. Okay. Um, some freight planes. Okay. Cargo. You said Mm -hmm. you like logistics. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it, but it's like I have to be honest with myself. Like, I need is forty million a plane. Like I've looked into it. I looked at the numbers, and I'm like, the Tanika Renee today. Today, what does she need to do in order to become that person? And nothing that I'm doing right now is is leading up to me becoming that person. Wow. So it's like. Mm. Is that is that am I holding myself back or you know? You recognize it though. Mm-hmm. Self aware, yeah. You building your path. You're you're starting to. Um, um and then it's like um, you know, or maybe I just become a wife and like don't do any. I'm a Capricorn though. I could never. <laughs> I'm. I could never ever like sit and not do anything. Yeah. Like you, I always got to get a bag. Always got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you built for that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll see how it goes. Maybe you do both. Maybe. Figure it out. Maybe my husband already got some planes. And he's exactly. like, I give them to you and you can run the business. And I'm like, So right now, if y'all got planes, the DMs <laughs> are open. Y'all hear, heard it here on Blue Dope. Tanique mm-hmm. Renee, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the insight. And I'm as with all my episodes, I'm always I got my notepad in my head and I'm writing down things and thinking about how I could do things better. So thank you for that insight. Thank you. <laughs> it's blue dope. Peace. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Blue Dope and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, you can follow the crew on Instagram at Blue Dope TV.